0: And now, Two Guys and a Grill, The Barbecue Show with Stunt and Jake.
1: All right, welcome to another exciting edition of The Barbecue Show. I'm fired up. It's uh, Jake and Stunt. And it's actually Stunt and Jake. You always get first billing. I do? Yeah, it's always been that way.
0: I I never, I never. always give you first billing. Oh, well, I always introduce
1: you. You always introduce me. Well, that's Jake over to my right. And that's Stunt to my left. So there you are. We have it. Uh, and we're so glad you joined us in all seriousness, because uh, we couldn't do this show without you, the listener. Absolutely. So thank you for uh, being a part of our, uh, or letting us be a small part of your day at any rate. And hopefully yeah. uh, you have some fun we have got a really, really cool show. Maybe that's why I'm so excited. Not only is it uh, the weekend, and summertime. I feel like we're in the dog days of summer. Third time I've said that. Third now? time, All third right. week in a row.
0: And by the way, next week it is All hot right. and never ending. Next week it sounds like.
1: Yeah, uh, it's going to be great. <laughs>
0: anyway, so here's the deal. On
1: today's show, we're going to answer your questions. Yeah. We'll dig deep into the mailbag. We're going to see what we can conjure up, and because uh, I uh, sometimes I don't know about you, Stun, but everywhere I go, people are like, "Oh, you're on the barbecue show." Which, by the way, thank
0: you. We love oh. that. Um, Honestly one of the coolest things is getting a response back because it sounds stupid, all of all the things that we do or that I yes. do or whatever. When people come to you and say, "This little bit of what we do on a weekend," hey, I love that. But I'm like, "That's cool." People are finding that and able to listen to that. That's so smart. It's so I, special.
1: Yeah, I, I do too. And we uh, we appreciate it. I mean, we you know first of all, we live on our egos, which is why we're so you know skinny. <laughs> but but no, in all Speak seriousness, for yourself. yeah, we we enjoy when people come up and ask us questions and talk to us. And uh, and we're glad you're there. We're working on merchandise.
0: Oh, well, we are a little bit.
1: I got, right. I got a guy. I've got a guy who's working on it for us. So, All
0: right. I look forward to it. Uh,
1: we're going to see what we can. Just uh really get a ball cap is what I need. Yeah, I need a ball cap, too. I'm almost out. Uh, so anyway, yes, yeah, so we want to di- di- uh, dig deep into the mailbag today and answer some of your questions because we do uh, get questions occasionally uh, via social media um, where people will reach out and say, hey, what about this? Or we'll run into people and they'll ask, well, what about this? Mm-hmm. What about that? Uh, or, you know, the other thing, and I don't know if you do this uh, stunt as much as I do, but sometimes I'll get myself into a conversation with... Three, four, five other people. Some I know, some I don't. And everyone starts talking, and everybody starts asking generic questions. You guys ever do this? What do you guys do for this? What do you do about that? Uh, and I love to just sit back sometimes and kind of and let it let it develop and, yeah. listen, and listen to what people are uh, what they're saying, what they're doing. Because you never know, like even us, uh, you never know where you're going to find your next tip, your next morsel of uh, uh, of uh, inspiration. Absolutely. And so uh, we're hoping that maybe we can help you and be that inspiration for you today. So we'll uh, we'll try to dive into some of that. But first, uh, what have you been up to? What did you do last uh, week? Yeah? Well,
0: we've been so busy still unpacking, it's been kind of hard to get into the uh, grilling area. Didn't you do uh, some pork butts? Oh, that was
1: last week, wasn't
0: it? Oh, I did. <laughs> was that the week before? I forgot. You did like eight of them. Why does time blur together for me? Yeah, that was this last week. Yeah, I I, I smoked uh, seven, actually, right in the middle of that, pork butts. uh, And uh, it was for our friend Scott's uh, housewarming party. He asked me to barbecue up some pulled pork. And so I made seven pork butts overnight, wrapped them all nice and tight, showed up at his house, shredded them all apart. Yeah. and uh they were delicious i thought it was really good yeah so. no it turned out really really well it was
1: amazing because i remember my bride and i stopped by to check on the progress now that you're a neighbor you're yeah right, there. right
0: that's right and
1: we we walked down in our flip-flops and we uh, said hi yeah. so uh what did i do last week the flat top got a workout on uh the weekend before so other than that i did like the standard i think i did some still oh, i did some steak bites going into the weekend um That I wasn't happy with. I threw them on the flat top. And then it was one of those things where I was doing like 15 things at once. Yeah. And I had been like putzing all day. Uh, It was Saturday last week, actually. So after the show, I was just like, yeah, I'm going to work in the backyard. I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. And, uh, And then, you know, you're doing a bunch of stuff and then some friends stop by and I'm like, oh, we got these steaks. I'll throw them on and. And I got yapping and talking and not paying attention. So they yeah. got a little overcooked and I wasn't that happy with them. But you know what? I'm man enough to admit it. So yeah, I was distracted. It just wasn't the greatest thing. But anyway, any rate, excited about today's show because it's going to be a cool show. I, I always love to uh, hear from the people and try to be helpful.
0: Yeah, we get to answer these questions sometimes in the public. If you Facebook us, I message back to you. But now let's actually do it on the air. Let's do that. Do we have a barbecue show? tip of, of the week. week and no we don't okay <laughs> <laughs> i mean the whole rest of the segment is gonna be that right so, yes. so i fear we wouldn't worry about one right now so the
1: barbecue show tip of the week this would week would be if you uh if you need a tip or you needed some advice just ask us and we'll uh we'll, oh, we'll, solid. there you go but uh in all seriousness uh that would be a good tip don't be afraid to ask questions There's a bunch of forums out there. The forums can take you down a rabbit hole sometimes you want to be careful of. uh, Yeah. But just keep listening, and uh, we'll be right back with answers to your questions on The Barbecue Show.
0: Stick around for more of The Barbecue Show right after this. Back to The Barbecue Show with Stunt and Jake.
1: All right, welcome back to uh what are we what do we call to the barbecue show with Stunt and Jake. What are we calling today's episode?
0: Oh, I didn't know we labeled the episode. We did. Uh, today uh, is how about BBQ FAQ? Ho ho. Yeah. How about it? All right.
1: Ladies and gentlemen.
0: They don't call him the stunt monkey for nothing. <laughs> it's amazing. Well, I appreciate that very much.
1: Frequently asked questions about barbecue or grilling or outdoor
0: living. Now, let me start us off right off the bat with a question that I get quite a bit. And I love this question, honestly. It is, how do I choose my grill? Oh. Because I'll get people coming to me uh, right around Father's Day. I had some woman come to me. Oh, this is what my my thoughts are. My husband wants this. Where do I go? What should I I look for? Right. And I get to answer those questions. I'm like, what's your plan? What are you going to cook? And so, Jake... How do I choose my grill? Well,
1: and this is one I despise this response, but it's a good response to start with what you would always tell everybody. That depends. Well, right. <laughs> um, well, and, and and what I mean is that what kind of grilling do you're going are you going to do? Are you are you a more of a smoker? Uh, do you have a big patio? Mm-hmm. Do you live in an apartment building with a small balcony that you can put something on? Do you have uh, you know, I mean, what what is your ultimate goal? What kind of grilling do you do now? Are you trying? Because that can vary and, can, and it can alter if you're looking, if you're talking generic general, I want to cook a little bit of everything. I'm not an expert in any one area. I just want to be covered. What should I do? Uh, Then I'm always going to suggest that you look at either, um, it pains me to say it, but the pellet smoker is always a great way to go because it's versatile. Uh, There is a lot of versatility. It's easy to use. Uh, and there's still a, a, a nice level of experimentation that's available there. You can, you know, cause you most, a lot of them have a searing station where you can get mm-hmm. more direct heat. Uh, you can experiment with different types of uh, different types of pellets, uh, different types of food. I mean, there's just a lot of things the, you the can do. The
0: pellet is a great beginner tool because it has all the basics of set it and forget it. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, as you get, be, as you become more of an expert or at least a little bit more confident in your, what you're doing, You have a lot more ways to experiment with that piece of equipment still. Here's what I find, too. uh, And when I say you have to ask what questions about
1: what it is uh, that you're into and what you want to do. People who are really into their pellet smokers and their pellet grills. What I find is that they do most of their experimentation with flavoring and spices. Very true. They really, really get into the rubs and the sauces and and that part of it. Whereas. Uh, People that are going to lean more on a charcoal or a stick type smoker and that kind of grilling, they're more into the technical side of the operational side of it. You know, Mm -hmm. what kind of wood am I going to burn? What kind of charcoal? How long? How what's my temp? How am I going to vent it? How am I going to? You know, there's a whole different process to that because the cooking part on the on the smoker on a pellet smoker is fairly simple. I mean, you don't have to be. You don't have to be Jacques Cousteau or an explorer to learn how to start the thing. You know what I mean? Right. You know, it, it's like it's like someone handing you a butane torch and saying survive in the in the woods and, you know, and build, a, you build a fire. Here's a butane torch. I right. Mean, that part of it's fairly easy. You just have to experiment with the amount of time and the resting and and the rubs and the yeah, sauces. That's a and, great point. And so that if, if, if you're more creative that way, then, yeah, that also helps a lot. Uh, for versatility though, the thing I've been recommending to everyone, and I don't see a lot of them on the market, but I know they're getting to be more popular. If you can, I'm not a big fan of, you know, let's add a bunch of gadgets to something. We've talked about that, like the, the, you know, the bottle cap thing on the grill. You don't need that. Uh, but Weber and a few other companies are starting to come out with a gas grill that has an insert flat top that you can set into it and become now becomes a griddle. Uh, I've seen a couple versions where you can make half of the grill a griddle and the other half a standard grill. Yeah, This is going to give you the flexibility and the versatility if you want to do, uh, hey, it's Saturday at 1 o'clock and the kids are hungry. I'm just going to throw some hot dogs on quick. You fire up that gas grill and you cook those hot dogs. Yeah.
0: And, that's, and you have to ask yourself, I mean, we've already said, you know, what are you going to do, how you do it. But if you see yourself as I'm a burger, hot dog, and sometimes steak guy, you might not need more than that propane grill. Right. If you want it done quick and fast, that's... We can pass the same thing, but that's what you do.
1: <laughs> I gotcha. Yeah. I gotcha. Yeah. Well, and the other thing is, you know, normally you're like, I was a charcoal guy forever. If yes. I hadn't got married, I wouldn't have a gas grill because it was a wedding gift. Right. And so now I'm on my second gas grill, but um, that's how little I use them, by the way. They just, they last forever practically. But my, I, the charcoal is a, is a, is a process. You have to plan ahead. You got to be ready to go. You have to, you have to, have to, have to, you have to have everything ready. And then there's a. It seems like all of your charcoal effort is into getting the charcoal ready. You know, the amount of time, especially right. the way I do steaks on my charcoal. I'm spending 15 to 25 minutes getting the charcoal where it's right. And then I'm spending, uh, you know, five to nine to cook the steaks on it. <laughs> Depending <laughs> on thickness, maybe 12. But it's, you know, I'm out. Right. So you really have to think about that. You know, if you're going to make four hamburgers on a Wednesday evening, do you want to light the charcoal and let it uh, go through that process? I know, first world problems. <laughs> But these are the things that, you know, that you want you to, think to think about, about. and yeah. what you're going to do. You know, are you going to travel with this grill? Are you going to take it camping?
0: Things along those lines, you know, are you <laughs> taking out the dinner. What are you doing? Yeah. Well, you know. yeah. Uh, next question. This is actually from our Facebook page from right. Matt. Thank you for messaging in. Uh, what's the best spot to set up my smoker? So we got yourself a pellet <clears throat> smoker. I guess I, I'm assuming it's a pellet. I don't know if you had an offset or not, but where's a good place to set it up? I feel like The obvious answer is outside.
1: Outside. <laughs> outside. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Don't don't put it in the kitchen. Um <clears throat> That's a great question. And that that's got, here's the thing I'm going to suggest right away. Uh, if it's on a patio and it's an outdoor shared area where you're going to be sitting around, maybe you got the patio table, you got the chairs, uh, you want to set it downwind. Mm-hmm. You don't want the smoke blowing into you and everybody else for the entire time that's going on. Uh, you want it accessible, visual, uh, you want it far enough away from the house. So you're not going to catch anything a fire. I think by code, you want to go three to five feet, mm-hmm. you know, no less than three that's pushing it. Um, but, uh, but it's got to be accessible, but not in the way.
0: Right. And actually, let me add this to it. He said smoker here, obviously. But let's go back to that propane grill, or any grill for that matter. Uh, people sometimes just leave them up alongside the house. Mm-hmm. And you can tell where we, we purchased this house, you can tell whoever had it before us, uh, they had grilled next to the house. Now, it's not to the point where it's causing damage on no a fire, but that heat that rises off that grill... The back side you can tell the the right. vinyl siding
1: is a little <clears throat> bit funky. Right, that's a very, very, very good, especially if you have vinyl siding, because that stuff will go from. It looks like it's okay to. Bleh,
0: yeah, to it's melted oozy, melting So very quickly, you have to be aware of that. You can't just say, "Oh, it's it's not going to start anything on fire." We're far enough away. Heat still travels, so right. be aware where that uh, where that's a maybe venting or how that's working. But that
1: is that is a very good question. I think it's a valid question that you want to you want to you know think these things through. Obviously, if you're uh, uh, like at our house, for example, not to spend too much time on this, but at our house, uh, the wind will change directions, and we have a little bit of a swirl in the nook of our patio. Yes. So sometimes, especially with charcoal, because you got to get the charcoal going, and it's real smoky to start with. Uh, sometimes the, the charcoal grills on one side of the patio or the other. Uh, depending on who's outside, right? Uh, and always shut the. I always shut my garage windows when I get the charcoal going because it's real smoky. For I have a chimney that starts with right. newspaper, so that's real smoky for a little while. I don't want that all going into the garage and meshing up my really bougie garage. <laughs> my garage needs so much work. That's beside the point. So, uh, but great question. Thank you, Matt. Yeah. Uh, next question up is how often should we clean our smoker? Well, I'm going to say every time you use it. If you're, you know, I, I mean, we all have that friend. Uh, who says, Oh, the stuff on the grate, those are flavor crystals. You just leave those and and you're good to go. But no, you gotta, your presentation, your cooking ability, your cooking temperature, all that stuff is affected by the the cleanliness of your grill. And I am the worst. I work my grates really well. It's the stuff underneath, especially Mm. on my gas grill that I have a pull-out tray. I never clean that thing enough and you should clean that a lot. And if I was smart, I would line it with tinfoil so I could just peel it out. Right. Um, but you should you should clean it regularly. So you're talking about taking the grates off and the and the flame tubes off, for example, like on a gas grill and getting in there and scraping the sides. I mean, you could probably get away with once a year, depending on how much greasy food you cook. Correct. If you do a lot of like bacon wrap poppers, if you do a lot of burgers, those create a lot of grease that splatters and it drips and they coat everything. Mm-hmm. And then if you get too much of that, that's where you get the flare up, you get the fire, and then all of a sudden the you know, the
0: grill's on fire, not just the food. So to that point. Uh, When you are cleaning your grill, by the way, I feel like this might need to be said. You're not using soap and water necessarily. You are Mm -hmm. using, uh, you know, something to just clean off the grates, something to scrape things off. There is some cleaner from, I know there's Traeger that have some. We just talked about a different product the other day that's made for grills. And like the Traeger one I've seen is like an all natural product. It should be fine to put on all your stuff in the grill. And it works really great. I've used it to help kind of degrease things. I never want to go ahead and scrub too much because I do kind of fall into the same category as some of that stuff in the grill is made for flavor. Now, I don't want anything ever to be chunked up with stuff on the sides, but you got to be aware that you don't want... Right. Um. You don't want to. You don't want to have it down to be clean and like it's the first time using it either. That's that seasoning stuff. No.
1: There. There is definitely some seasoning to that, especially um, if you have cast iron grates on a grill, or if mm-hmm. you're talking a flat top. Obviously, right. you want to keep that. You know, all that stuff in mind, and and what you season your flat top with, will. Um, Effect and add flavor, correct? Uh, without yeah. a doubt, I use on the outside of my grill and on the like the non-cooking surfaces. I use a lot of Zep products. Okay, uh, they have a uh, they have a foamy degreaser which works great, like on the side panels of my flat top where they catch a lot of splatter. Right, uh, same thing with my gas grill. Uh, my gas grill is stainless steel, so it's shiny. So I'm always trying to keep the streaks off of yeah, it. Yeah, Keep is the shine, a, yeah. So uh, a lot of that. They also make Zep makes an oven style type degreaser okay. cleaner, which is more going to be used inside. Now that's one where you're going to use it inside. You're probably going to scrape and wipe and everything. And then you're going to run it through a couple heat cycles to kind of burn off any chemicals that might be in there. Well, you mentioned thing.
0: the black blacktop or the blackstone, the flat top um, with that process of cleaning off the top of your griddle, like I was talking about with mm-hmm. uh, last week, getting that rust off and everything else. They do recommend come back with that soapy water and get a good clean on it then understand you are starting from ground to zero on your right.
1: seasoning and you have to recook through it, re season it, reheat yeah. it, treat it. No, Let it me works. go to the pellet
0: grill quickly. Oh just yeah. Because good that's idea. My experience. I have a green mountain pellet. And I think for mine, I think it says every seven to 10 cooks, you want to pull it apart, clean out the bottom and make sure everything's kind of vacuumed up in there. I've come to, of course it's getting a little bit older now. It's probably five, some years old. So it's now to the point where I need to do a little bit more to it or a little bit more often, but it depends on the cooks I'm doing. Sure. If I'm doing ribs, I could probably go three, I could probably go maybe five, eight cooks or something like that before I clean it out again. But pork butts and briskets, if I'm cooking that long, there's a lot of grease dripping off of those things. One, I have that we have the the, the heat the grease catcher, I should say. Mm-hmm. And so that's just loaded up on the tin foil. I pull that off, throw it away, and then I take the insides out, the heat deflector, and there's just there's just uh dust or whatever right. you wanna call Sweet. it, uh, from the from the smoker and so vacuum that on and out. Uh, after a good smoke like that brisket and then po- followed by pork butts, I did that back to back without cleaning it out. But the next time, I'm going to definitely clean it out because to, there's yeah. a lot of stuff in the bottom of that uh, that's pellet smoker.
1: Right. Uh, I have a, a couple tools that are pretty handy. You might want to you might want to consider. I've got the, I've got the wooden uh, grate scraper that's got the, yes. the grooves burned into yep, it. you burn I the use. grooves in. Yeah, you burn the grooves in, and I use that on my gas grill, and I kind of use it on the charcoal a little bit also. I've got a. Uh, a, a grill brush that's got the the stiff plastic bristles, okay. or whatever those are made nylon or whatever they're made yeah. out of. They're great when the grill's cold. Obviously, you don't use them when they're hot. Uh, and it's got the scraper, so I can get in between all of the slats on the on the, the grates. And then I also have uh, all this. I keep in a little bucket underneath my uh, my gas grill. You know, next to the propane tank down in there. Yep. Uh, and I've got an old two inch putty knife that i use that's nice and flexible and i'll use that to do like uh scrape stuff off the edges and around the sides and things along
0: those lines when you're doing an actual real good clean
1: yeah Yeah. now i did get a kit and i i I asked for it for christmas because it seemed a little uh extreme for my tastes but i did get a kit uh for cleaning my flat top it's got a like a uh like a bristle brush type thing like you remember the old green scratchy pads it's similar to that but it's made of more of a nylon. Um, and that's uh, and it comes with a handle and you stick the pad down and that's used to kind of scrub up your flat top surface yes. without taking the seasoning off or any of that. It's just another little coarser. It's like, it's like a, a type of a sponge. And it also came with uh pumice stones that you can attach to a handle and you can use to, uh, like clean your grates on a gas grill or a charcoal grill and clean them up that way to really, if you really want, and there again, it's going to cut the grooves into that pumice stone, but it's going to get down in between there. Uh, If you're on the Facebook or any of the uh, social media sites, you've probably seen the, what is it? The the big wand now that you can get wet and it, the yes. soaker thing. Yep. I've seen different variations of that. They use water and steam and they, yeah. and you know what, if that thing works for you, great, go for it. But uh, it's a process. If you don't do it regularly, it's like anything else. If you do it all the time, it's easier yeah, every time. Just remember if you're using anything like your pressure washer with a soap combination or any of that stuff to make sure you uh, rinse it thoroughly, put it through a heat cycle before you throw food on there. So yeah. you're not, you're not poisoning yourself or your family. Right. I feel like that's a weird disclaimer we have to say, but
0: don't eat Tide Pods. Uh, What's next? Um, how do I store my pellets? Says Kenny on our Facebook page. I'm going to actually, let me widen this up to you so you don't have a pellet smoker. How do you store your fuel? So propane tanks, right. um, charcoal, are you keeping it someplace dry? I mean, that's kind of the key for pellets, obviously, in for charcoal. But what about the propane tanks? Well, and you know me,
1: I'm, a, I'm an Elton Brown fan, so I'm not a big fan of unitaskers, as he would call them, kitchen items that were developed to do one thing only. Um, so I'm a little cheaper. What I found works great is the uh, type of cat litter that my wife used to use is comes in a big uh, like rectangular bucket. Okay, I've got one. If you look at it across the top in big Sharpie and and uh, tape on the side, it says charcoal. Yeah, there you go. And it's got a uh, it's got a flip up lid, so it doesn't come all the way off. And so when I buy a bag of charcoal, I'll pour. Mm -hmm. I'll pour all the charcoal in there. When that keeps it airtight and keeps it sealed and keeps it. So if I, for some reason, forget it's outside, the moisture is not going to get in there. Uh, When it's in the garage, it's not susceptible to heat and, you know, moisture changes in the air. Things right those lines and it works great and it was leftover, So otherwise I was just going to throw the recycle bin. So, and it it holds not quite a 20 pound bag of charcoal, but enough to, to keep, you know, when you get done grilling a bunch of stuff and you've got half a bag of charcoal, Throw it in one of those tubs. Right.
0: It works great. Um, Weber, I think, has some of those they now do. I've on seen for them. sale. And I bought something like that actually from Sam's, I think is where it was. Okay. They, were, they were like 10 bucks a piece at the time. And it was two 40-gallon, not 40-gallon. What were they? Probably. That's yes. not 40-gallon, that's for sure. Um, Probably 25. Maybe 25. Yeah, you got the, that's about right dimensions. You've yeah. seen them, I'm pretty sure. I don't know why I said 40-gallon. but um, Oh, because there's a 40-pound bag of pallets I bought. That's why. Anyway. Um, and they, it's great because it keeps them dry keeps them sealed like you said the only problem I have found with them because there is a little spout that comes out on it uh, this particular item at least does not pour well so you ah, gotta get a scoop okay. or be prepared to catch everything as it falls apart as you hold it up over the right, over right, the right. Uh, pellet
1: so whoever whoever designed the latest models of gas cans probably designed this one as well.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's, that's right. very possible. Yeah. yeah, okay, that makes sense. What about propane
1: tanks? Is there a certain way you need to store them? I I'll tell you what I keep my propane tanks the full. I keep my the empties go out, up towards the front of the garage, so I remember that right. I've got two dead ones and I got to take them in. Uh, the full ones I keep stored in a special area, usually in the garage. I don't keep them outside. I keep them in the garage. I keep them in an area where I keep most of my fuel. Uh, But where they're out of the way, they can't get kicked. I mean, let's be honest. You have to really work hard to knock a valve off a propane tank. You do. I mean, they're they're pretty safe. Other than the explosions that happened last week with the heat wave down in, I think it was Arizona, one of the airports. Yeah. A bunch of big ones exploded because they got too hot. Uh, I keep them. Usually they're under a workbench. So they're out of the way. Um, They're not. Risk of something falling on them, they're not at risk of uh someone kicking them over or being spilled on, or you know, just whatever they're in the shade. If the sun comes in, I I don't really worry about it that much from a safety standpoint, but more of a convenient, I don't want them like in the way, right? Um, no, I will, you don't want it
0: someplace where it's gonna get kicked and moved around a lot to get to something else. If, like you said, you got underneath the workbench, you ain't going underneath there for anything, Right, right. right?
1: And I will say, if I know one of my apparatuses is low, I might have one out by the grilling area, like under one of the tables, one of the prep tables or serving tables that I have. Most of them have covers on usually, so it's just out of sight. But I know if I'm low and I'm in mid cook, I don't have to go running through the garage to find it. I can just turn around and grab it and stuff. It's really, again, you don't want to be Common sense with your propane, but they're so safety conscious nowadays. It's just more of a matter of making sure, just similar to where you put your smoker, is it that it's not in the way, uh, it's not completely inconvenient, but it's not going to get tripped on. Or I think more importantly is it's if, if somebody dropped something heavy or you on know, the valve, then or, yeah. you could possibly yeah. hit it. Otherwise, tipping it over isn't going to be a problem. Um, but you know, not want try to real and
0: tight and that's it. it.
1: Yeah. So yeah. so yeah, that's kind of what I do with the propane. It's fairly yeah. well, simple. I appreciate that. That's, that's always good input because
0: you never know if somebody's brand new to the game; they don't know where to keep their Extra propane tank. Right. And uh, by the way, have two. <laughs> right.
1: Always ha- always have a spare. Always have it. A- and keep the spare full. Don't be like me. Or me. Yeah. I've got five 20 pounders at home now. <laughs> and um that uh, you know, before I used to have three, which always guaranteed there was two empties in the garage. Now it's just uh, it's constant. It's expensive too. When I'm all of a sudden I'm down to three or four empties and I go, Oh, I better go fill them. And you and, get you know, all
0: three at the same time, well, fill. Yeah,
1: you gotta take. I mean, if you're going, you take all three, and yeah. then suddenly you're like, I just spent eighty five dollars on propane. My father-in-law laughs because he's like, why don't you just bring them out to the farm? We'll fill them right up for you. And I'm like, well, you live in Montevideo. Yeah.
0: We're not planning that many trips. Uh, that's so. a little
1: bit of a haul. So anyway, yeah. uh, just be smart with that and use common sense and, uh, and you'll be fine. So uh, all of these things we're talking about, they're all, I don't want to say common sense, but the, some of them are. Uh, Absorb the knowledge wherever you can get it, whether it's uh, whether it's on a a group on a Facebook or Twitter, uh, whether you like to hang out and have coffee with some guys at uh, every Saturday morning and talk about what you're going to grill. Whether you like (laughs) to, if you go to competitions and stand around, you'll find a bunch of guys that are grilling and smoking and talking and sharing information. And it's a pretty cool community, and most people are pretty willing to share if you ask some questions. That, for that matter, too, your favorite retail outlet that has
0: grills and. Girls and accessories. Yeah, well, I mean, propane and propane accessories. Yeah, uh, Jack just last week from Shell or from Shields. Excuse me. Yeah. I think he did a wonderful job of sharing some of those information too. So yeah, and he if you walked in, he'd be more than happy to help you out and point you in
1: the right direction and and uh, and get you on your way. And the thing is that whether you're going to a Shields or you're like stunting your uh, you you have a grill rescue operation <laughs> and you're picking them up off the street for free. Just remember to try different stuff, to experiment and have fun.
0: Now go fire that thing up. The Barbecue Show with Stunt and Jake. Like and follow us on Instagram and Facebook.